0: Good morning, and hello to Highgrove and those who are guests watching in this morning. Um, I'm not sure what you found it like being in the pandemic. Actually, this morning, as you're watching that, this in the Highgrove building, I'm actually preaching over at the community church in Sathmead and that's kind of one of the things that we've learned during lockdown isn't it we can use technology to our advantage but we're heading back into something like I don't know a new normal as the restrictions loosen and um, during this little time I've been reading the book of Deuteronomy because uh, I think it's got some fascinating things to say to us at the moment um, if you know the story of Deuteronomy uh, the people of God have been locked down in the wilderness for for a generation and they're just about to go across the river Jordan into the new normal Uh, to find, once again, uh, jobs and and fields and agriculture and and, and commerce. Um, And as they prepare to go into this new normal, uh, Moses delivers this uh, great speech in the book of Deuteronomy. And uh, there's a number of things that I've kind of learned from it that I think are really helpful. But one of them is this, that he retells their story as they enter a new normal uh, they need to know what their story is who they are as God's people and and that's why um, yet yeah, last week as Sam retold the story of Pentecost actually we needed to be rem- need to be reminded particularly this time as we go back into some kind of new normal that we are spiritual people we are people of the spirit people who are, c- are called to be seeking first God's kingdom and as Sam explained last week about the spirit it, fills us. And on the day of Pentecost, as the Spirit filled uh, Peter and those other first followers of Jesus, um, salvation broke out. Uh, Thousands of people came to find God as a heavenly Father for the very first time through uh, the knowledge of the death and resurrection of the Lord Jesus and handing their lives over to him. But the second thing that happens in chapter uh, three is that we see uh, a healing happens. Uh, Here's Peter and John, they're going to the the temple and, and there's somebody there who's begging, asking for money, and who's crippled, he's lame. And they say to him, we haven't got any money, but boy. we have got, we're going to give to you in the name of Jesus, get up and walk. And the man is instantaneously heals and gets up and starts dancing around and, and, and praising God. And I think it's fascinating that the Spirit-filled life, kind of the first priority is, is salvation, but the second thing is actually to fulfill the mission that I, mean, I suppose that, that Jesus himself fulfilled as he was here on the earth, that we are the body of Jesus, the people of God, and we should be doing the things of Jesus, and the Holy Spirit helps us to do that. The Holy Spirit helps us to, to be like Jesus through the fruit of the Spirit, but helps us to act like Jesus through the gifts of the Spirit. And in 1 Corinthians 12, we find that healing is one of the gifts of the Spirit that's there and available to us uh, today uh, to see God's kingdom breaking in. Now, I wonder what crossed their mind. I wonder why they thought as they walked in that day full of the Holy Spirit into the temple. I wonder what triggered in their minds that they might offer healing to this crippled man and and maybe it was the number of times they'd seen Jesus heal people who were crippled. Actually this morning we're going to look at at Luke chapter 5 and we're going to read a story of of Jesus uh, and how he healed a paralyzed man again who couldn't walk and just learn for ourselves now a few things about healing. So here's the uh, reading from uh, Luke chapter 5 verse 17. One day as he was teaching Pharisees and teachers of the law Who had come from every village in Galilee and from Judea and Jerusalem were sitting there, and the power of the Lord was present for him to heal the sick. Some people came carrying a paralytic on a mat and tried to take him into the house to lay him before Jesus, but when they couldn't find a way in to do this because of the crowd, they went onto the roof and lowered him in his mat through the tiles into the middle of the crowd right in front of Jesus. When Jesus saw their faith he said to them, friends, your sins are healed, are forgiven. The Pharisees and teachers of the law began thinking to themselves, who is this fellow to who speaks blasphemy? Who can forgive sins but God alone? Jesus knew what they were thinking and asked, why are you th- thinking these things in your hearts? Which is easier to say your sins are forgiven or to say, get up and walk. But so that you might know that the Son of God, man has authority on earth to forgive sins, he said to the paralyzed man, I tell you, get up take your mat and go home. Immediately he stood up in front of them, uh, took what he'd been lying on and went home, praise to God. Everyone was amazed and gave praise to God. They were filled with awe and said, we've seen remarkable things today." So what do we learn about the Spirit- filled life uh, from this story? Well the first thing is um does everyone get healed all the time? I suppose it's the question that, that well, I'm not sure about our experience. We quite, we quite, it's, we see here, maybe we pray for people who are sick and maybe we don't see things happening. And I think it's fascinating that in verse 17 here, it starts off with Luke um, commenting, the power of the Lord was present to heal all who were sick. And I wonder whether that, that meant that sometimes the power of the Lord wasn't there. <laughs> Uh, we never read of Jesus failing to heal sick people, but we, we do find there's there's seasons when healing seems to break out and seasons when it doesn't. And and maybe in our experiences, that's true too. There's maybe seasons seasons in church life where we see a number of healings and maybe there's a long time where we don't. And But it actually is to do with the power of the Lord being present and it's not to do with us and what we could control, but it's calling on God and his power. The second thing I think um, we see here is that that healing is a sign of the kingdom. Um, Healing starts off in the heart of God. We read it in uh, Exodus chapter 15, verse 26. Um, I am the God who heals. Healing starts because that's the very nature of God. He is a healing God. Uh, It's embedded in God's creation. Um, The way God's created our human bodies, uh, they tend to heal themselves. I was trimming my beard this morning and I just nicked myself, started to bleed, but I know that my body will It'll form a little scab. The skin will grow. I know my body will tend to heal itself. Um, I had food poisoning the other week, and I know that my body will vomit out the stuff that's no good for me, and it will tend to heal itself. Uh, so healing is part of God's nature, but actually it's, in, it's embodied in who we are. Of course, we're in a fallen world now, in a broken world and where things aren't happening, creation is groaning, things aren't happening as God uh, always intended, but there's still some of the marks of God's creation. In fact, I think that um, a human endeavor to through medical research actually to, to see healing being released, actually, I think that's a, a mark of the image of God made in us, that God is a healer and therefore we want to see healing happen. And again, uh, medical research, whether it was kind of, um, I don't know, started off with herbs and berries and funny potions and and now it's kind of operations, surgery, it's kind of um, x-rays, it's vaccines and actually science is not the enemy of God it's the gift of God and helps to see healing being released in our bodies. I think healing is also displayed in the incarnation as we see Jesus come uh, healing uh, a quarter of the gospel accounts The biographies of the life of Jesus are about healing stories and what happened afterwards. So healing was definitely there when Jesus came to preach the kingdom of God. It was healing. He sends his followers out and says preach the kingdom of God, heal the sick, or heal the sick and tell them the kingdom of God is among you. And of course ultimately uh, healing will be totally revealed when Jesus returns where there be no more pain, no more sickness, no more tears, uh, no more death. Uh, there will be leaves on these trees for healings of, of the nations. Actually, total healing will come when Jesus returns. So what's our story? We're a story of, a, uh, we follow the God who heals. As God's kingdom comes on earth as it is in heaven, of course, we should anticipate healing. And that's what we see in this passage. And, and these friends, they bring their um, this crippled man to Jesus, and he heals them. Just the third thing I would say is that uh, faith seems to be involved in any release of healing. Um, Whether it is, I don't know, the story of the the woman who has been bleeding for 18 years. She touches Jesus' coat and Jesus says, your faith has made you well. Or whether it is um, uh, 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 Jairus whose daughter has died and, and Jesus says to him, don't be afraid, only believe and your daughter will recover. And there's something about only believing, there's something about faith. Now, is it the faith of the sick person alone that releases healing? Well, here it's interesting, isn't it, Um, that it says in uh, verse 20, when Jesus saw their faith, the faith of the friends looking through the hole in the roof, rather than the faith of the uh, paralyzed man, when he saw their faith, he said. And I think that's true. Sometimes uh, faith uh, for healing is in the sick person that has faith but sometimes it's us as ministers, we know who Jesus is and we see some need and, and actually we, we go and pray uh, with faith. But, but faith seems to be that necessary. Faith is, I suppose it's the determined choice to look in Jesus' direction. Um, whether it is that woman who pushed away through the crowd to touch Jesus' coat, your faith has made you well. Whether it's blind Bartimaeus who shouted out in the crowd and wouldn't be silenced and eventually comes to Jesus and he says, so your faith has made you well or whether it's these four friends and they, they want to take their friend to Jesus. They know that Jesus can make him better, but they get to the house and it's crowded. They don't give up. They climb up onto the roof. They dig away at the tiles. They lower their friend down. They're, it's a determined choice. Jesus can make this person better. And I think faith is always involved at some place in uh, the healing. I think even the little verse in James where it says, uh, if you're sick, call uh, the leaders in to pray for you. I think it's it's not that the leaders choose to go and pray for the sick person, it's the sick person that asks the leaders to come and pray. And I think even in that process of a sick person asking the leaders to come around and pray for them, actually that starts to express a bit of faith that releases healing. It's interesting that I think word of knowledge, and, and maybe in a moment or two, there might be some being shared in the service, words of knowledge where God reveals something, actually words of knowledge, what they do is they encourage faith like, uh Nathaniel in John chapter 1 verse 45. He's a skeptic. There's a word of knowledge and he becomes a believer. I think for me, there's times at, um, when I have words of knowledge. I mean, three weeks ago at, uh, at church, I had this strange sensation in my jaw. I kind of, could, I asked God kind of what was it? I wasn't quite sure if it was pain in the jaw or it was pain on the tooth. So I just shared. I said, there's somebody with a pain here uh, on the right side of the jaw. Not sure if it's the bone or if it's the tooth. At the end of the service, this, person who was first time visiting a church, came up to me really excited, with a bit of faith in their heart. She said, actually, I've got a wisdom tooth and it's grown in the wrong direction. It's actually growing down into my bone. The pain was both the tooth and the bone. And she had faith and we were able to pray to see God's healing being released. Just the last thing I would say from here, um, I suppose is, is timing. Um, those friends had brought uh, um, this lame man to Jesus uh, for physical healing. They have gone through all this trouble and they lower him down. And Jesus looks at them, sees their faith and says to the man, your sins are forgiven you. And the friends are saying, no, no, (laughs) we've brought him to you because he can't walk. And Jesus knows there's uh, a priority. He knows there's a process. Actually, sometimes we just want the healing and and Jesus knows what it is to bring wholeness. Uh, And here this man needs to know that he's forgiven in his life before he finds uh, wholeness in his body. And and maybe in some of the struggles we have with healing at times, and I, I know it, it's very painful when maybe you pray for healing for yourself or for someone who you love dearly and, and they're not healed straight away. And we say, well, in the process, Jesus, what are you wanting to do? Jesus always wants to do something in times of, of trauma, in times of stress, in times of pain. And, and here he, he starts off by releasing forgiveness. And, and then he says, here comes healing to the body and and we need to know forgiveness and salvation and, and, and one day we will know total healing of our bodies as Jesus returns uh, and the, the signs of that kingdom that one day will come do occasionally break in it's like we're drawing the kingdom from the future into the present one day we'll get it in total and now there's a mystery there's the battle there's the struggle your kingdom come your will be done here on earth as it is in heaven as it will one day be with no more pain no more tears and in that struggle, sometimes we find victory and sometimes we, we don't. And um, But we keep praying, your kingdom come. Healing is, I believe, a little theological kind of comment for you. Actually, I think healing is in the kingdom, which is the future thing, rather than in the atonement, which is the past. So as I finish, what is the result? Actually, the result is this man goes away praising God. In fact, the uh, man that Peter and John see healed at the temple in Acts chapter three, the result is that he goes dancing praising God. It's not praising the person who has released the healing, it's praising God. And as we maybe take the opportunity, maybe even this week, to pray for people uh, when they're sick, pray for people to be healed, uh, the result should be that they praise God, that they find that their relationship with him, and uh, I've, I've not had a lot of time to, to share. I hope that's given you a few things to think about. But as we retell our story, as we go back into the new normal, let's go back in our stories. we are spirit-filled people. Our story is we are kingdom-seeking first people. Our story is that we are like who Jesus is through the fruit of the Spirit, but we act like Jesus through the gifts of the Spirit. We see healing in Jesus' life. Surely we should he- see healing being released in our lives. Let's ask the Holy Spirit now to to fill you and to enable you to do the works of Jesus. And those works of Jesus might be to see, uh, to bring forgiveness to broken lives. It might be bringing healing to broken bodies, but it's all seeing that kingdom coming on earth as it's in heaven. Let's take a chance to pray together. God, thank you so much for your Holy Spirit that equips us to be like Jesus, to do the supernatural works that he did. Help us, I pray, to know what it is to be open to your spirit, to be those that, that trust you, that have faith, that believe in you, even when there's times of struggle. Help us to be determined to seek first your kingdom. And I want to pray for just, for, for even now, for the release of your spirit, for people this morning who uh, want to be empowered to serve you, to see healing be released to people's lives. But I also want to pray for people who today need healing, who need healing in their bodies. Maybe um, yeah, today, actually, you just, you just slept really badly. It's like you've got a crick in your neck. Just down here, there's a little kind of pain. Just again, I believe God wants to release that some healing uh, to uh, your neck. Maybe there's other kind of, you might not be in the building, you might be at home, and and you, you know that you you need some healing. And maybe just now, reach out to God and say, God, will you heal me? Maybe put your hand on the part of the body that's, that's sore and just say, release your healing power now. And God, I want to pray, will you release? the healing power, restoring creation to how you always intended it to be. Thank you one day that will happen, but we pray now your kingdom come and you will be done. Amen.